0: Everyone you meet everywhere, their favorite question to ask a teenager is, so what do you want to do after high school? What do you, what kind of job do you want to go into? Like, what are your plans for the future? It's like, I don't know. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. How am I supposed to plan the next five years of my life? This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow.
1: We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you
0: define the work that is unapologetically you and then go get it. If you feel like you were meant for more and you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott.
1: Everything we do here at HTYC can be boiled down to one simple statement. Some companies call this their mission, but we prefer to call it our mission why statement, because it really is our why. Why we do everything we do. Why the company exists at all. Simon Sinek defines it, a higher purpose that inspires us and acts as the source of all we do. HTYC's why is to change the way the world does and thinks about work to allow humans to thrive. That's the reason behind this podcast. It's why we work with people directly through coaching to find more meaningful work, but in order to really change the way the world does work, we have to think bigger than that and that's when we start considering what work will look like for the next generation and how we can help improve it for them before they even join the workforce. Many of you are already thinking about this for your kids and are asking how should I talk to my kids about work? This is a question we've had consistently for many people over the years. The conversation usually starts at around high school age or when kids are getting into college and deciding their major. Well, it turns out it actually starts for most people much earlier than that. Maybe when you're two or three or five or the first day of kindergarten. Do you know what that question is? What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, you've heard it before. My hope is to ask for your help in eradicating that question and instead helping you to understand better questions to ask kids and how to begin talking to kids about work and careers. Instead of spending the first 10 years of their career unconsciously jumping from job to job, confused, lost, they can thrive at work much, much sooner because of what has been instilled in them from a young age. By the way, I had a great conversation with my wife, Alyssa, about this topic a few years back on the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, the episode is 329, Helping Your Kids Prepare for Their Future Career. And we'll link that in the show notes. You can find that in the description in your podcast player. But today, I have another special guest, my very own daughter, Mackenzie Barlow. Okay, Mackenzie, welcome back to the podcast. This is not your first podcast rodeo. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, I've been on here before.
1: Well, last time we talked about a totally different topic, but this time I wanted to ask you a a few questions because recently I had gone to your school and given a talk that I called better questions than what do you want to be when you grow up? And I had a few questions for you. Actually, some of these, I, I don't think I've ever asked you before. So think back as far as you can. When is the first time you remember being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Do you remember?
0: I think it definitely kindergarten, maybe even preschool.
1: Maybe even preschool. Was it your teachers? I know definitely we, I mean, we have a picture of you in, yeah, it must have been kindergarten where it said, I want to be a veterinarian. I think it was, right?
0: Yeah. I also remember, I think it was in preschool. We had like some big event going on. I don't quite recall. Yeah. And we had to do this assignment where we had to draw what we wanted to be when we grew up. Really? And they had this just wall of pictures from little kids. Now that I think about it, they were horrible drawings because
1: <laughs> they, Your drawing gets better as you go along. Yeah. I ideally. Can, yeah.
0: Hopefully. And I remember my brother said he wanted to be a firefighter. He does not anymore. I don't think.
1: Well, so let me let me ask you about that. Is, you know, what we think we want to be in kindergarten, preschool, often changes, right? You know, Camden no longer wants to be a firefighter. You no longer want to be a veterinarian.
0: No, right? but I wanted to be for the longest time.
1: So what do you think changed your mind about wanting to be a veterinarian?
0: I think, honestly, it was just having to do the surgery on animals. Like, mom brought that up at dinner one night, and I still remember this conversation. She's like, you know, our friend Jen, who's a veterinarian, she has to do surgery on animals, like, almost every day. And I'm like, well, I could probably do that, but... uh, That doesn't sound the funnest.
1: And that's it. And then you were out.
0: Uh, Yeah. I thought about it a little more. And then I'm like, maybe I should reconsider. I'm okay with like the blood and the guts, but like, I don't want to physically cause that. I know I'm not causing them pain, but I don't want to do that to an animal, even though I'm like saving them.
1: So I think that's really interesting because so many people will choose something but not get very far into what it actually is like. And uh, that is, I mean, that's something you and I have talked about, uh, the idea of exploring and really digging into something before saying, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do for for money for the rest of my life. And obviously, that's a lot of pressure, too, to think about anything in the rest of your life. But am I'm, I'm curious. Here's what I'm curious about. As you've navigated school, as you're going through high school right now, as you're going through things like Washington state has the college and beyond plan, right? No. What is it called? High school and beyond plan.
0: Yeah. High school and beyond.
1: What kind of pressures do you already feel right now as you're 15, going on 16 years old from school and society and just interacting with, with other people? What do you feel like are the pressures?
0: They just want me to figure out what I'm doing and where I have to take my life Like, we started last year, I was choosing classes for high school. I ended up going to Vanguard, which is more like an alternative high school. It's a project-based learning high school. You can look those up later if you don't know what they're about. But when I was looking at classes for high school, a lot of classes were like electives and electives you choose based on what you like to do. Or we had this one class that was the medical science and health class. Yeah. And that one was really recommended if you wanted to be a doctor. And a lot of kids were taking that class because they wanted to be doctors. And they were also taking AP classes and all of the like high level classes.
1: That in itself is really interesting to me because... And I know you and I have had this conversation over the years, but even in how you structure it, if you want to, if you already know you want to be a doctor, you should take this class when you are 15 years old or 14 years old or 16 years old. But it seems very backwards in so many different ways because it seems almost what might be more helpful is if you think you might want to be a doctor, go and try this class. So I'm I'm curious about your perspective on that, you know, you mentioned that there's already pressures and it sounds like even in how classes are portrayed is is an example of that pressure, but where else do you see those pressures first of all? And then the other question I want to ask you about here in a minute is about like, what are your perspectives? How do you think about exploring? So let's, let's talk about the first one first. Where else do you see those pressures?
0: Adults. That's their favorite question to ask. Like everyone you meet everywhere, their favorite question to ask a teenager is, so what do you want to do after high school? What do you, what kind of job do you want to go into? Like, what are your plans for the future? It's like, I don't know. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. How am I supposed to plan like the next five years of my life?
1: What, what do you think would be better questions? What would you rather be asked by adults?
0: I would rather be asked like, hey, what are you interested in right now? Like what, I don't know, sports do you do? What interests you and how does that go along with maybe what your plans could look like?
1: Mm, So that's, I think that's good perspective. So you're saying that a much better question would be focused on what, what are you interested in right now? What do you want to explore? What do you want to learn more about? What are you having fun with? As opposed to what are you going to do after you get out of high school? Do you know yet? Do you know yet? Do you know yet? How about now?
0: Yeah. And also the, it has to be super defined. What do you mean? Like I answer to all of these questions. I don't know because If not, you have to pick something and it has to be one thing and you have to know that one thing because otherwise they like, don't like your answer.
1: (laughs) Your answer is rejected, right? (laughs) So what about your friends? This is, I think a great question here, but how different is it talking with your friends about what you're interested in or what you want to do later on or when you're talking with adults.
0: With my friends, we just throw around like random ideas yeah. just to see if one of them like maybe sort of sticks, even if it's like the randomest thing ever. I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think right now, but... Uh, well,
1: you're put on the spot. Yeah. Just like when someone asks you the, what do you want to be when you grow up? Tell me now.
0: I don't I, I want to live in France. It, that That's what I say. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's not exactly what I was asking, but it is an answer.
1: Well, let me ask you this. You're, you're 15. Yes. And you have already done some experimentation with work. You have started your own business. I don't know know if I've talked about this on the podcast actually at all, but maybe you should explain it. What happens when you turn 12 in this family?
0: So when we turn 12, we get to start our own business. And uh, mine was a cupcake baking business. I called it Awesome Possum Cupcakes.
1: Awesome Possum Cupcakes. Yes. Best ever.
0: I thought it was the coolest name.
1: So when in our family, all of our kids, when they turn 12, they've had the opportunity to start a business. They're not starting necessarily a software company and raising, you know, first round and second round funding or anything like that but every single one of them has started a service based business and kenzie you did a phenomenal job one deciding that it was going to be cupcake based cuz that's something that you had enjoyed and were looking into it, and just interested in baking at the time you're still still bake all the time you baked today
0: yeah. yeah but i decided that i did not want to do that as a business which goes back to my the earlier question yeah which was how did you Why did you change from wanting to be a veterinarian? Yes. Yeah. And then I went into baking. I really wanted to be a baker. I'm like, I'm going to own my own bakery in France, and it's going to be awesome. And then I'm like, do you know how much work and dedication that takes? I'm a little bit lazy. So, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I should find a different career path and just stick to baking as a recreational thing.
1: Well, so here's what has been interesting to me is I've observed you going through some of those explorations and ideas, you baked a lot. You were baking a lot of cupcakes, a lot of cupcakes. Sometimes there were so many cupcakes covering the counters on sometimes. And what you found out of that is you love baking, but didn't necessarily want to do that for money. And I thought that was super cool. And same thing, as you were learning more about what vet- veterinarians did, eventually, obviously decided, hey, I'm not, not cutting into the kitty, and then decided to move on. And I think that that's, that's okay. Like That is a way that exploration happens. First of all, here's what I'm curious about. You've, you started your own business. You got your first non-business job like formal W-2, they they pay you a paycheck job a year and a half ago, year and a half, yeah, about a year and a half ago. yeah. And you were a groundskeeper at our local water park. We've got a really cool water park here at Moses Lake. And so you were a groundskeeper. So here's my question. As you have experimented with different types of work and checked into quite a few different things, what have you already learned about yourself when it comes to work? What you like, Based on the experiences you've had so far.
0: One thing I've learned about myself is that I don't want to work a nine to five job. Partially because I don't want to get up in the morning. But also We just had a
1: conversation about this this morning.
0: Yes. Yes, we did.
1: Maybe you'll enjoy mornings at some point in your life, but now so far, I based on what you know. I don't
0: feel like I will, but you can hope for that.
1: We'll come back in 15 years and see if that is still a true statement or not. So you've learned that mornings, you're not at your best and you prefer to be able to sleep in and do work later.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Also, working at a desk, not going to be great. I'm going to get nothing done.
1: Really? So I haven't heard, I haven't heard this.
0: No, but like working a desk job just sounds like a pain. I'm sure some people enjoy it or some people just do it for money, but I, that is not something that I want to do. You don't think you could do that? No.
1: Maybe you should try it.
0: Maybe I should.
1: We just put a desk in your room. So is that does yeah, not but get I, I don't
0: have a chair, so <laughs> we should fix that problem first.
1: Okay, that's fair. So, what else do you? What else have you learned about yourself?
0: I have learned that I have multiple and in, different interests, and not all of them I feel like should be turned into a job. Some of them I just want to keep for myself,
1: like making cupcakes and like baking. Baking, and-
0: I want to bake on my own time, not for anybody else.
1: That's that's really fair. So what do you wish parents knew? There's going to be a lot of parents or maybe even future parents listening to this episode. And what do you wish that parents knew before they ask the question, what do you want to be when you grow up to their kids?
0: First of all, we don't know. We honestly don't know. Some kids have this really, really defined idea and they do actually know. But most of us do not know. So maybe another thing you could ask is like, what types of jobs do you maybe want to look into? And then help them explore from there. So you get an idea of what they want to do without actually asking them, what do you want to do? Because that puts them on the spot. That makes them think that they have to answer in a certain way. And a lot of kids will change their answer depending on who's asking.
1: <laughs> They'll just come up with whatever it perceive as the, the right answer for that adult.
0: Yeah, It will usually be aligned to their interests at, in some way, shape, or form. But yeah.
1: If my dad's an attorney, then I'm going to be interested in becoming an attorney.
0: Yeah. Or if your parents want you to be like this certain thing, then your interests kind of gear towards that a little bit, even if that's not exactly what you want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any other advice that you would have for parents that want to have a better conversation with their kid?
0: Untraditional jobs are still jobs. Like, I don't want to work a nine to five. And some people think that that's like unrealistic or I'm going to like not make any money whatsoever. And I think that that's maybe the wrong approach to take with your kid, and maybe they won't like that, and maybe they will change their answer for you about what they want to do, and then you won't actually get what your child wants to do.
1: Hmm. hmm. Thank you very much for coming back on the podcast. Thank you for answering a million questions. I appreciate it. I think it'll be really fun to come back and listen to all the times that you've been on the podcast, like 10 or 15 years from now. Yeah. And you'll
0: probably have to have me on more podcast episodes. All right. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mackenzie. I know I did. I'm a little biased since I'm her dad. However, here's, here's the things I'd love for you to take away. Kids need to explore. My friends message me all the time and say, you know what, what do, what advice do you have? What advice do you have for my graduating high school student? What advice would you have for kids to figure out what they want to be doing in the world? And I always tell them go to great pains to explore lots of things, get exposure to many different things. Nothing helps create perspective and learning and self-awareness like exposure to many, many different areas. They need to experience a ton of different ways people can contribute to the world. Otherwise, how are they going to know? If they have such a narrow lens, then they're going to think that there's only a few ways that that can happen, and then they're going to choose from those relatively few ways, and then I can tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, they'll end up listening to our podcast after spending 20 to 30 years doing something that they are less than excited about. And we'll be glad to help them. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it has to happen that way. So if you're listening to this and you want to help your kids do something differently, definitely take the, the, the advice and questions that Mackenzie had given but also here's a few other questions you can ask kids instead of what do you want to be when you grow up? What are your goals? Or what problems do you want to solve? Or what do you enjoy? Or what causes you to enjoy it? What type of person do you want to become? Okay, all of those and so many more. Hey, by the way, we want to hear from you. Is you're implementing these conversations with your kids, I would love for you to share what works. Drop me a note. Scott, com. What works for you? What doesn't work? What allowed you to connect differently with your kid or someone else's kid? I'd love to know your takeaways. This is something we care a lot about here at Happened to Your Career for the next generation and beyond. Also, the other thing I'd love to know, what are your biggest questions you have about talking to your kids about careers? Here's a sneak peek into what we have coming up in store for you next week. I could tell he was just waiting for me to hand in my resignation and I could see the look of relief on his face when all I did was ask for a 20% raise. Here's something you might've experienced before. You've decided it's time to ask for a raise. And even though you've prepared for this moment and you know that you're more than deserving, you still have a pit in your stomach. Your palms are sweaty. Your throat feels like sandpaper. Some anxiety has likely crept in and you've overthought this moment way too much. Maybe that's you, or maybe you're like most people. Most people, in fact, almost everybody never asks for a raise. And when they do, they ask in a way that doesn't allow their employer to say, Yes, yeah, we would love to do that. In fact, we'd be silly not to do that for you. And the reason, that most of us never do, is because we're afraid of getting turned down, we're afraid of making things awkward, or even offending our boss. And then the ultimate fear is that, <laughs> well, you'll walk back from your boss's office without a job. Which, by the way, almost never happens. But we'll talk about that a bit more. Most high achievers have been in this situation a time or two. And it's never a super fun experience for almost all of us. But what if I told you that it could be? What if I told you it could be an amazing experience? What if I told you that it could completely change the dynamic of asking for a raise and even better the relationship with your boss and the other people that you work with? What if you could approach this situation with a lot fewer nerves and the conversation could feel just like any other collaboration at work? All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically. Even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out.